Praise God, church. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to our services online. And we thank you because you've all through been very supportive. Even in the past, I remember last year uh, on 22nd of March 2020, when the churches were closed, we took all our services online. And, and I thank God that you were very supportive. And I thank you also because of this uh, year as well. It is unfortunate that the lockdown happened in the same month that it happened last year, in the month of March. But uh, the same God who was with us last year is the same God who is with us today and is going to take us through until uh, the whole of this uh, pandemic is over. And life moves on um, as normal. I want to take this chance to thank the praise and worship team for the good work they have done leading us in uh, worship and praises and also our service leader together with the people who are doing the recordings to make sure that we are live online so that we can all fellowship together even when you are staying at home. This is a very good season for us as Christians because it is Easter holiday. And may I start by saying to all of you, Happy Easter and may God bless you for, uh, uh, you know, as you stay at home and, and may you keep the fire burning. May you never let this fire go off. And I pray that God will continue to strengthen you every single day. Um, in the Hebrew calendar, actually, today is the uh, 16th day of the first month of the year, which we normally call Nisan. And uh, so today is uh, Nisan 16 in the Hebrew calendar, and it's a special month because it is the month of Passover. In Exodus chapter number 12, God declared a new calendar for the Israelites, and Nisan became the first month in that calendar. And that was the time when God was preparing the Israelites to leave Egypt after 440, 430 years of slavery. And God had inflicted the land of Egypt with nine plagues, you can imagine, a fellow was and refused to let the Israelites go and serve the Lord. For the, the nine plagues, he remained obstinate. And then in Exodus chapter 11 and, uh, chapter 11 and verse number one, God made a declaration. And in this declaration, God said that I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and Egypt, and after that, he will let you go from here. And when, when he does, he will drive you out completely. That is in Exodus chapter number 11, verse number 1. And this plague was actually the killing of the firstborn sons of Egyptians, including fellow sons himself, the firstborn son. And God gave instruction that time to the children of Israel because when he was preparing them to leave, they started celebrating the, the first Passover. You know, today we commemorate that Passover. We commemorate the day they left Egypt and the things that happened on the night when uh, they left Egypt. When God was giving them instructions on how they are going to celebrate the Passover, he actually told each family that uh, you look for a, a lamb. And on that night, you slaughter this lamb. And when you slaughter this lamb, you were to smear the blood of this lamb on the doorpost of all your houses. 
And when you do that, the angel of God, who was coming actually to strike down the firstborn sons of Egyptians, was going to pass over. And that's where basically this word came from. The angel would pass over the houses of the Israelites and kill the sons, the firstborn sons of Egyptians. And uh, this happened on the 14th day of the month, uh, and it was uh, the Passover uh, a day for the children of, 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 of Israelites. And they were instructed when they speared this blood and the angel came, all these things happened. And the firstborn of Israelites, including fellow son himself, was killed. It was not a good moment for the Egyptians. But to the children of Israel, it marked the beginning of their deliverance from the land of bondage. They had lived there for many years. 430 years was not a short period of time. Something happened on that night, and in Exodus chapter 12, verse number 42, the Bible says this, that because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, on this night, all the Israelites are to keep vigil, to honor the Lord for the generations to come. The commemoration that we, we are doing today, today is the resurrection on Friday, which was uh, uh, the, the 14th day, the, the, the Jesus was sacrificed on the cross. On the same day, the Passover lamp in Egypt was slain. Then on the 16th day, Jesus resurrected. So today, we are remembering a superior exodus than the one that the Israelites had in the land of bondage. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we can read in Luke chapter number 23, verse 44 to verse number 49, he was offered as a Passover lamb. And uh, just the same day, I think God doesn't miss a mark. He makes sure that all these events will fall on the same day so that everybody can understand what was going on. And uh, it, was a, it, was, it, it is a moment for us to remember that Jesus paid a price to, to, to set us free from our, from our sinful nature. We lived in sin, we lived in, in darkness. And I think when the, the season that we are learning, we, we are doing the campaign in the book of Ephesians, we are learning the same thing. We are being reminded of how this Jesus paid a price to redeem us from our sinful nature, to make us the people that we are today, to make us his body, you know? We are the body of Christ as a church the fullness of him who feels everything in every way. And it is amazing that somebody offered his life for us. You know, for the Israelites, they were offering animals as sacrifices for atonement for their sins. And these sacrifices, interestingly, they did not completely set them free because what was happening in that tabernacle that they were worshipping in was that they were uh, offering sacrifices every year. And they used to have a high priest. And this high priest used to go to the temple, the tabernacle then, to offer sacrifices for them. And this guy would only go there once a year. And during this time, he would enter the place that was called the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies, he would go there with the blood of animal, 
the lambs that they had slaughtered then. And uh, history records that uh, whenever he went to the Holy of Holies, actually he had to be tied with a rope on his leg so that when he gets inside the Holy of Holies, in case he does not survive, you know, they will pull him out because he could die inside that place. The reason being that he was not without a blemish himself. Praise the name of God. The high priest was not without a blemish. And that's why he could enter the Holy of Holies and he could die, even him. But what happened when Jesus came to be offered as a Passover lamb? The Bible says that he was without a blemish. One who was without sin, who came and died for us, lived on this earth for, for, for 33 years and then died without committing a sin. Yet, he carried our, all, all our sins on the cross and died under the weight of our transgressions just to save you, just to make you who you are today. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Bible says that greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for the sake of his friends. Jesus laid down his life because of the friendship that he established between you and him, reconciling you to God. He could not even spare his own life. He offered it for the sake of our lives that we may live today. Praise the name of God. Celebrate with me because of the Passover love of God who died and now who has resurrected to give us an eternal redemption. The book of Hebrews records something very interesting. In chapter 9, verse number 9, it says that this Jesus, when he died on the cross and offered himself as one enough sacrifice, he was able to clear our consciences as worshippers so that we are able to worship him in spirit and in truth. This is something that could not happen in the earlier tabernacle because the blood of bulls and goats was not able to clear the consciences of the children of Israel. They continued to worship offering sacrifices of animals. And with all that, they could not fight rest. Praise the name of God. They could not fight rest. And interestingly, when they left the, the, the land of Egypt, and they went all through to the to the to the to, to the lad, the promised land in Canaan, these guys they continued to observe this feast, including the Passover. But throughout all this, they were still not able to offer worship to God with freedom because sin was still biding them. And it was a struggle. They did not fight Sabbath. The Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8 to 11 actually records something very interesting and says this. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later of another day. So therefore, there remains another day, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own works or from their works, just as God rested from his own work. The Bible says that let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so no one will perish by following the ex example of disobedience. 
You know, the, for, the 40 years that these people lived in the wilderness, they did not have the power to even resist sin. And that is because they did not have the Holy Spirit. They were not able to resist sin. They lived in, the, in disobedience. And they all perished. Actually, the Bible says all those people who were of military age, who left Egypt, military age was about 20 years and above. All these guys who left Egypt and they went to the promised land and, and they went through the wilderness, they all perished because of disobedience. They all perished. They disobeyed along the way. Because they disobeyed, they, were not having, they did not have the power to even resist sin. What about us? You know? What kind of arrest do we enter into today when we say that Christ, the Passover lamb, has died and was sacrificed for us? Praise the name of God. He was sacrificed for us that we may find rest. In the early tabernacle, every year, these people had to offer sacrifices. But Jesus offered one sacrifice for the sake of us. They were entering the most holy place in the other tabernacle. But Jesus, by his own blood, entered heaven. Praise the name of God. By his own blood. And by entering heaven by his own blood, he offered one sacrifice that we don't have to offer every day or every year, like the people we are doing in the days of the Israelites leaving Egypt. When they got to the promised, promised land, they continued to offer these sacrifices. And this tells you something, that even getting to the promised land, that did not offer them rest. They continued with so much struggle in their lives. Praise the name of God. But Jesus Christ, as one sacrifice that was offered as a Passover lamb, entered heaven. The place he entered is heaven. And that place bears our rest. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 24, that when he entered this tabernacle, the heavenly tabernacle, he went to heaven to appear for us in God's presence. So that also as worshippers today who worship God in, in spirit and in truth, we are able to enter heaven. We are able to enter the holy of holies. We are able to go to the presence of God every single day. Praise the name of God. Today we do not need the high priest to appear for us in the holy of holies. Because we do not even worship in the other tabernacle. Our consciences have been cleared for acts of sin that leads to death so that we can worship God in spirit and truth in the heavenly tabernacle. Just the same way the high priest would enter the holy place so that uh, the holy place to appear for the people of Israel, Jesus entered heaven to appear for us. He did, he did it once and for all, so that we are in the presence of the Lord every moment. Praise the name of God. Are you with me? So, through Jesus Christ, we enter the rest that Joshua could not give them. Because we can access heaven. You know, the night when Jesus died, something happened. The Bible says that the curtain... 
was cut into two. It opened to usher us in into the holy of holies, to usher us into heaven. It removed the veil that the children of Israel had so that all of us can now access heaven, can access the presence of God. Praise the name of God. So our worship today is not actually based on seasonal rituals. Praise the name of God. You know, we have the Easter holiday that we are uh, celebrating today. But that does not work our worship in any way. Praise the name of God. That is just an event to commemorate and to remember the death of Christ on the cross. We have the Christmas day. We celebrate the birth of Christ. That that is not our worship. Praise the name of God. We are not confined in terms of space, time, and even place in our worship. We remain in the presence of God forever. Praise the name of God. Our worship is actually an infinitude of yielding our hearts to God. Praise the name of God. This worship, brothers and sisters, cannot be described as an, an epitome of a flowerless life or a reprieve from daily struggles. Because it, is, it did not mean that because we can now enter heaven that we have been reprieved of our daily struggles. No, that is not the case. It is actually your operational base as a, as a Christian. And it is from this position that you are able to assume what I call a, a fierce stature that render the enemy into rout. Praise the name of God. When we stand in this position as worshippers, worshipping God in spirit and in truth, at this position, we have our victory. At this position, we launch an attack to the enemy. At this position, we get our victory. Praise the name of God. And we need to note something here, people. The Israelites' triumphal exodus from Egypt did not guarantee them a smooth a path to the promised land. In fact, Pharaoh changed his mind almost immediately and pursued them. Praise the name of God. However, God delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians. And this reminds me of the famous words that Moses spoke to them then and told them when they were terrified, when they saw the Egyptians coming and pursuing them. He told them, do not be afraid. Study firm and you will, you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to stand still. That is in Exodus chapter number 14, verse 13 to 14. We like quoting this scripture every time we find ourselves in disaster. Every time we are in trouble, we quote this scripture and saying that the Egyptians we see today, you will not see them anymore. And I know that even during this time of the pandemic, probably you are proclaiming these words upon your life, saying that this pandemic will pass. We will see it no more. Praise the name of God. And I want to give you strength. I want to encourage you that it is true. This pandemic will go. Praise the name of God. It will just pass away. But when it passes away, it does not mean that that is the end of our struggle. Praise the name of God. 
Praise the name of God. The Egyptians did not see, the, the Israelites did not see the Egyptians anymore. They, they perished, and God delivered these people. But you know what happened after that? They actually struggled with even more serious enemies in the wilderness. Praise the name of God. They struggled in the wilderness with unbearable struggles. To an extent that they even started desiring to go back to Egypt. Praise the name of God. The Egyptians, they would see running after them to kill them. They desired to go back to their hands. Praise the name of God. So, the, the, the fact that the, 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 the enemies from Egyptians who are pursuing them were destroyed, that did not mean the end of the struggle. In the wilderness, they actually experienced greater struggle. They had to fight hunger. They had to fight thirst. They had to fight impatience. They had to fight dissatisfaction with their leader. They actually had to fight an epidemic. Praise the name of God. In the book of Numbers, chapter number 11, verse 33 to verse number 4. That time God brought an epidemic to them. Praise the name of God. They had to fight this as well. And one of the greatest uh, 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 struggle and the enemy they had to fight in the wilderness was the countless invitations to disobey. Praise the name of God. When they grew impatient, when they grew faint, they were invited to disobey God. And majority of them did so, disobeyed in the wilderness. And as I said earlier, this was not good because it meant so many of them to die in the wilderness. Those who were of the military age, they all perished. Praise the name of God. When they got even to the promised land, the land of Canaan, that did not again promise them the end of struggle. Praise the name of God. They even to fight even greater challenges because they were supposed to fight to drive out the people who inhabited the land they were promised to go and inhabit. Praise the name of God. This is not to mean that God was not with them along the way. Actually, throughout the journey in the wilderness, God was still fighting for them. God was still with them. When they got to the promised land, they found giants. And you know, we remember the time when they sent some spies to go to the promised land, to go and look at this land, how it looks like. And I think they were trying to see, because in the wilderness, they struggled a lot. And they started wondering, this guy called Moses, he told us that God told him that he's taking us to a land which is flowing with milk and honey. But when we look at the journey in the wilderness, it is a struggle. It is not a smooth path. It is a struggle in the wilderness. And they are like, let's send some guys to go and look at this lad. To go and see whether they will see this milk and whether this honey flowing. When they went there, the Bible says, there are two reports that we have brought to them. One report was that there are giants in the land. And the other report was that, you know, some people brought fruits from the land. Praise the name of God. So besides milk and honey, there were actually fruits in the land. And some said that for us, we looked at those giants and we felt like grasshoppers in our own 
eyes. Praise the name of God. This report discouraged some, while others got encouraged, and they said that we'll still go and conquer because our God is going to be with us. There are people who were of a different spirit. We had, Josh, we had Joshua and Caleb. Praise the name of God. Caleb was of a different spirit, and he felt that God, who brought us out of Egypt by his mighty hand, will still help us conquer these giants in the wilderness. Praise the name of God. So when you look at the journey from Egypt to the promised land, it was not a smooth path. And even for us, even as Christ has offered himself as a sacrifice for us to redeem us from our sinful nature, it is not a guarantee of a smooth life. Praise the name of God. It is not a guarantee that we will not have struggles in this life. Actually, the struggles will continue to get uh, 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 stronger. Praise the name of God. They will continue to get worse. But one thing that we know is that our God will always deliver us. Praise the name of God. Praise the name of God. I want to tell you this. When you win one battle, praise the name of God, when you win one battle, and I want to say this with a lot of confidence, that we are winning this battle. This pandemic will come, I mean, will, will, will pass away. Praise the name of God. When you win one battle, brace yourself for the next one. Praise the name of God. When you win one battle, brace yourself for the next one. It may not be the same. It may not be of the same nature, but it might even be worse. Praise the name of God. So I want to invite you into something that probably majority may not like, but it is the truth. Do not dream of political, social, or economic utopias. They have never been and they will never be. Praise the name of God. They will never be. But you have this in your favor, that even if we face these greatest struggles, even if we face these greatest struggles, we have a refuge. Praise the name of God. We have a refuge in God. And in Psalms 91, we can read together from verse number 9. It says this. If you say, if you do what? If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent and he will rescue you. Praise the name of God. I read this and I find it this way. The reason why you are told that the harm will not overtake you, it is because there is harm. Praise the name of God. When you are told disaster will not come to your tent, it is because disasters will always be there. Praise the name of God. When you are told that God will save you from the hands of the fowler, it is because the enemy will always be pursuing you. Praise the name of God. But you have this in your favor. If you say, praise the name of God, if you do what? If you say, 
that the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling. And I'm inviting you, church, to declare this upon your life, that the Lord is your refuge. And then you make him your dwelling. The Lord will always protect you. One thing the children of Israel lacked in the wilderness, it was this. They were not able to, to, to make the Lord they are, the most high they are dwelling. They, they actually fell under the trap of the enemy when he invited them to disobey God. And because of disobedience, they were overtaken by, by harm. Disasters came into their tent and majority of them perished. But unto us, when Christ has died for us, to redeem us and to give us an eternal redemption. Our life is not going to be smooth. But I want us to declare together that the Lord is our refuge and we make him our dwelling, our dwelling, so that we will always, praise the name of God, be protected by our God. We will not fall under the snares of the enemy. Praise the name of God. I invite you to the words that Moses spoke to the children of Israel. When they were seeing the Egyptians coming to attack them, Moses told them, do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance of God. Church of God, I invite you today, do not be afraid. Stand firm to see the deliverance of the Lord. As we win this battle, because we sure will, brace yourself for the next one. Our lives is about battles, but the truth is we always win these battles. Let's pray. Father, we give all the glory and honor to you. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, who gave us an eternal redemption. who gave us rest. Who gave us access to the most holy place, your presence, God. We are humbled this morning, King of glory, to remember of that journey of the children of Israel from Egypt, to remember that night when you saved them, when you saved their firstborn sons from your angel that you sent to kill the firstborn sons of Egyptians, when you released that plague upon the land of Egypt so that Pharaoh could let your people go, when we look at what you did to them, my father, Delivering them from a bondage, from slavery of 430 years, God. We see no impossibility in you, God. We see no impossibility in us who believe. We see no impossibility now that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross. We see no impossibility. Now that all authority in heaven and on earth, you confirmed upon him. We see no impossibility, God. 
when we know that it is with this authority, God, that we live, O oh God. It is in our faith in Jesus Christ that we live, King of glory, that Jehovah Father, though, Lord, we are counting a second year of this pandemic, O oh God, that Jehovah Father, you have assured us of victory, God. You have assured us, Father, that we need to study firm and just see the deliverance of God. I want to pray to every person who has listened to this message, Father. May you strengthen them, God. May you remind them, my Father, that, Lord, their strength is in you. That they ought just to depend on you. They ought just to yield their hearts to you, Father. Because, God, you have assured us of victory. Struggles will come. Difficult situations will come. This is not the last pandemic that we are going to face. Maybe many more will come. But we have this in our favor. The Lord, when we make you our dwelling, this pandemic will never overtake us. These deadly pestilences will not come near our tents because, God, we are protected by you. You are indeed our refuge. May you be our, our refuge, God, to every member of this church, wherever they are, King of glory. My Father, may you strengthen those who are weak. May you, God Almighty, breathe hope into the lives of who feel that they have come to the end of their life. Remind them, Jehovah God, that if they say that the, that the Lord is their refuge and they make you their dwelling, God, you will always protect them. You'll always be on, on their side. You'll always, God, win their battles. We thank you. We glorify you. We honor you. We praise your name. May you have your way. May you take control of our lives, O oh God. We fully depend on you, Father. And we know, God, when you are for us, no one, no one can be against us. We shall win this battle. We shall emerge victorious. And all the glory and honor will come back into you. In the name of our Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, do we pray and believe in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So thank you so much, Pastor, for the word. We are encouraged that even though we have to face many battles in this life, God has overcome the world and we are victorious in Christ Jesus. The word tells us that the reason Jesus was manifested was to destroy the works of the enemy. And so we have victory in the Lord, even in this pandemic, in whatever battle that you're facing in your life, we are encouraged that Jesus has overcome. And so we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much once more. I believe that the word has blessed your hearts. Everybody who has watched from uh, this church, from outside the church, we thank you. And we know that the word will continue working in your lives. So uh, to our benediction, Colossians chapter 2 from verse uh, 12, the Bible says that um, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised uh, through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead, when you were dead in your sins and in the circumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, 
which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So let us be encouraged that uh, Satan has been paraded throughout the Bible as a defeated foe, and so we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Let us end with the words of grace. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Be blessed. Amen. Welcome worship team and give us our, our song to end the service. See you.